I hate this. I hate this. I'm gonna remember this specifically as something that I hate. Please, Monroe. Please, Monroe. Please, Monroe. We're calling you. Pick up your phone. Please, Monroe. Please, Monroe. Please, Monroe. We're calling you. Pick up your phone. Hello. Welcome to, is this a special episode of Calling Monroe? Maybe. Is it special? It might be special because I was thinking today we would try something uh, a bit wacky, a bit off the rails, if you will. What is that? Something a little bit left field, something a little bit unusual, mm -hmm. something a little bit uh, unconventional. Yeah. Something perhaps a little bit uh, experimental. Can you come to it? Uh, I was thinking we would call Monroe. Nah. No? No. Oh, okay. I mean, we clearly don't need to. That's true. We're, if anything, we're better without him. But just to prove to everyone that we're better without him, let's call him and okay. see how much we suck. All right, all right. Acceptable. All right, let's come and row. What's up, folks? Hey, welcome back, you absolute ass. How's it going, my little peanut butter jelly sandwiches? Who are we talking to? Don't be grumpy, Gucci. <clears throat> so, were you on a? Did you listen to the episodes we recorded without you? Yes. All of them? No. Oh, you absolute piece of <laughs> shit. How many, like, what did you listen to? None. Are you serious? Well, so, ah. Uh, oh, my God. I thought this was going to come up. The issue was that I was listening to some very depressing audiobooks that grabbed my attention and taught me that I'm a bad person and the world's a bad place. And you were going to hell. Yeah, essentially. Uh, but okay. everyone is, so it's all good. Um, so I, I didn't actually get around to it. God, you're an asshole. Yes. Whatever. Were you? What was the purpose of your holiday? Uh, seeing a little baby, b -b baby, and having a rad time with Mel before we have a b -b baby. Would you call it a baby moon? Uh, I guess you could. This is something that we discussed in your absence, but okay, you know, you wouldn't know because you didn't listen. <laughs> so that's cool. Thanks for that. Nice. I'll backdate and update myself on the old calling Monroe. Do it right now. We'll wait. <laughs> it's clear that you're not pri prioritizing right. Yeah. Also, why should our listeners listen to the podcast if you won't even listen to it? That's a good point. But I would recommend they do listen to A Life You Can Save, which is what I listen to instead. And hey. that's a damn fine book. Uh, is it about your own life? Because that's the only life that you can save. <laughs> that's exactly what it's about. It's just about hoarding your wealth to create a barrier of protection around you, which is completely surplus to any requirement you're ever realistically going to have. And then when you die, just burning that money so that it doesn't actually go anywhere. Ooh. Wait, what? Sorry, say that again. I, I did a Gucci and I zoned out. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, and then after listening to that book, which I highly recommend, I'm now listening to The Rape of Nan King, which is awful. And I don't recommend. But it's a very good book, but it's just oh, it's just horrendous. Yeah, I yeah, I bet. So thanks for coming back on this podcast and well, we can. And I mean, really we can transition from that this. actually to uh, oh, can you put fun in, in the same sentence as that? Um, <sighs> a more well, a more interesting and slightly more fun thing, which is dolphins uh, corralling their females, shall we say, to put it nicely, they can speak to each other, which is fun. This is an article my dad sent me all about dolphins where they have specific whistles for their pals and often they work in a group of three to corral a certain female and they can speak to individuals in that group of three with a specific pitch of whistle which is effectively just their name and then they have a group which and that group is called their first order alliance and then they Mm -hmm. have another group called their second order alliance and that is made up of around 14 dolphins and they can also speak to them individually using their names. And that group is there as their buddies to stop any other dolphins from an outside group coming in and trying to also have sex with the same female that they're currently forcing themselves on. Oh, wow. So they're like uh, some weird kind of bouncers, sort of. Yeah. Or do you remember that, like, that touching moment when there was some, during like the Arab Spring or whatever, when... Uh, there were riots and then a bunch of Christians like uh, gathered around the Muslims while they had to do their daily prayers to, oh, yeah, that was to nice. protect them from, it's like the opposite of that yeah. in terms of like where it stands on the morality scale. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. It's that, <laughs> it's that, but the exact opposite. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's pretty much it's that. that instead, <laughs> instead it's rape. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's bad. It's, it's bad. Really bad. Dolphins are, are pretty bad from like what I can tell. Like they're smart. They're smart enough to know better and they're still like they're assholes. Are you talking about dolphins or humans? Sorry. Dolphins, obviously. Like humans, no duh. But like dolphins are, they seem pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. They are pretty bad. And if you're getting suffocated by a dolphin, you could try breathing out your ass. What? First of all, what? How would you get suffocated by a dolphin? You mean like if you're getting drowned by it or something or? Sure. It was a weak transition point, I'll admit. Yeah, absolutely awful. Um, what do you mean breathing out your ass? So, this is another great article. Also sent to me from Papa Moffat. Okay. Um, and basically Number, wait, certain wait, wait, wait. animals. He's, your dad is not the primary dad of this podcast. Let's put that out there. I see him trying to <laughs> weasel his way in by sending articles or whatever, but he is firmly in second, if not third place. Okay. But he is at least a real doctor. Hmm. He's a real doctor who yeah. is sending me real science. Yeah. Yeah, true. So certain animals like spiders and catfish mm. can breathe out their butts. Nice. So a bunch of scientists said, well, if they can do it, why can't we? So they took pigs and something else, I think rats, and partially suffocated these animals so that their oxygen saturations went down by uh, a bit mm-hmm. and then they pumped oxygen into their butts and that didn't really work that well no shit surprisingly no enough shit. so what they did then was they then took a nice brush and they scraped out some of their intestines just the, a layer on their inside of their intestines just to thin that membrane so mm-hmm. that the oxygen that they pumped in was getting closer to the blood right and that did 
a little better. As it would, yeah. And then they thought, well, if that's going to do a little better, then why don't we get liquid oxygen? So they got perfluorocarbons, PFCs, okay. our uh, friend of the uh, the earth. And, and they pumped that into their... CFCs are the ones that hate the earth, aren't they? Oh, fair. PFCs were good with them then. Well, I don't know about um, that. But... I don't know what you're talking about even. <laughs> CFCs are chlorofluorocarbons, and they're the ones that are in, were in refrigerators and all this shit. Uh, and they are super bad for the ozone layer. I don't know about PFCs. I, like, I wouldn't be surprised, because fluorine is sort of bad overall, no matter what it's doing, except for your teeth, on your boys teeth. and girls. Except <laughs> for your teeth. Uh, um, anyway. So then they pumped this up their butts. And it turned out that that actually worked reasonably well. And that if someone was struggling to breathe but getting some air, you could feasibly supplement, and they also turned out to be a pig, then you could feasibly supplement uh, their oxygen requirement through their anus. If, you, if you've if already scraped the intestines. No. So with the perfluorocarbons, you didn't need to scrape their intestines. Okay. So when are you ever going to be in a situation where the person is suffocating... And the only way to get them more oxygen is by pumping perfluorocarbons into their asshole. <laughs> Glad you asked. Is okay. there not a certain pandemic going on right now where people are struggling to breathe, not fully suffocating? Obesity. But yeah, but can't you just ventilate them with oxygen? That's easier. Well, they try that, but their lungs are a bit fucked, so that doesn't work that well. So mm. in theory, you could supplement their oxygen requirement by pumping their butthole full I of mean, this. This is only relevant if the lung tissue is ruined. Or mm, partially no, not necessarily. Ruined. Or like, you know, it, surely it can be temporarily incapacitated, like if you have some heavy edema or whatever, right? Yeah. Or like yeah. COVID and your lungs are ruined for a moment. Ruined just for a moment. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, there were like some people that were like in these machines and the lungs were basically done but they recovered yeah yeah but i mean they're not like the tissue isn't ruined then it's just like the stuff isn't working adequately at the moment i would assume ruined ruined uh i mean this sounds overly complicated but maybe it's a good thing i don't know so next time i'm at a crash call i'm just gonna and avoid the person's mouth altogether just gonna blow into their ass the ass is cleaner for sure hmm the first thing that I sort of, when you were like, so they thought, if they can do this, why can't we? That's terrible logic. I hope they didn't think that. They definitely didn't think that, right? <laughs> like, let's be like, if, if birds can fly, why can't we? It's like, well, there's a whole <laughs> host of reasons, right? But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, in, in like drug development, you have different animals for different things. Yes. Especially for different tissues. That's true. But that, I'm not sure that is relevant. <laughs> why is that not relevant? Because just because I'm saying that, like, just because some animal can do it doesn't mean that you can just be like, oh, yeah, then we can do that. That's my No, point. no, but it's specific for tissues. It depends, like, well, yeah, definitely. If you're testing this, then you can use that animal. Like, if pigs, if pigs actually breathe through their anus on occasion, then that would be like worth investigating a little harder. But the fact that spiders do it doesn't necessarily fill me with a lot of hope for my own anus. And catfish. And catfish, I mean, but catfish are notorious about lying about about themselves on the internet, you know, so maybe they're not telling the truth. But they managed to increase a pig's oxygen saturation by 15%, which is significant. 
I mean, yeah, I, I guess. Like how, I want to know how this feels, first of all. I want to know how it feels to get a. Of course you do. Of course you want to just. What you take from this is that you get to put something up your butt. No, Mm. no, 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 no. Raptor likes that. No, I'm saying that it's like this is interesting to me. Like, does it is it going to feel like a regular liquid or like is it going to be cold, for example, like or is it going to be, you know, what's the dealio? I also thought like if you could get like intravenous oxygen without your lungs functioning, how do you feel? I think you would feel like you were suffocating 100% of the time. So the well, suffocation all the uh, time. sensation is triggered by CO2 receptors in your uh, arteries, right? Yeah. So if that wasn't triggered, you wouldn't feel like you were suffocating. And that's why people can like uh, uh, like these divers, what's it called? Shadow, shallow water blackout, where they like they hyperventilate before diving. They're not that they blow off all their carbon dioxide, so they don't get the like little suffocation warning before they pass out. Mm. So then they can just pass out from lack of oxygen without feeling like they're suffocating because they don't have the CO2 to do it. And then they drown in just shallow water because they're stupid in it. Stupid. Because they made wrong decisions. Yes. That was boring. It was so boring. No, it wasn't. What are you talking about? Monroe is back, baby. Back. Dropping knowledge bombs. I, I'm just. I'm still so disappointed that you didn't listen to anything. We can't follow up on anything we said because you didn't care enough. You don't know anything about Gucci's cousin. You don't no. know the fact that I called him Goji Berry Juice mm. last week. You don't know what Ole said. Like you're just. Uh, you don't love us. You do not no, love us. You don't. And did you even read the descriptions that I wrote for the podcast? You didn't. Oh my god. He's doing this face that is like Yeah. Like a sad little little boy. I Yeah. I I almost last second I changed the title of last week's episode uh, because I thought it would be too mean. The original title was Fuck Monroe. <laughs> and I changed it last second to Gucci ate inside a tomato just because I thought you would be upset, but turns out you didn't even look. So it would have been fine. Yeah. It would have been absolutely fine. Yeah. God damn it. Whatever, man. Uh, did you come close to dying at any point during your holiday? Because that's usually what you do. Uh, no, I didn't. I, uh, what did we do? No, we did some hiking. That was pretty chill. I mean, Mel's got a big old belly on her these days. So we were slightly limited. He's expecting a child. He doesn't want to die before the child comes. Doesn't he? But- well, also, like, we yeah, met, like, there's just a limitation of what we can do. So, we did some cool stuff. We slept, camped on top of a really cool mountain called Sulvin, which is worth a, worth a wee Google. Uh, and then we did some other stuff, but it was all pretty, pretty kosher. Where, when are you ex, when is the ex, what do you call it? Call it in English. Expecting. Expecting when? Uh, Mid August, and we're going for a home birth, baby. No, oh, why? 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 Uh, Aren't you a doctor? You're, you're lying right now. You better be fucking lying. I am not lying. Didn't you, you yourself, were talking shit about home births to us just a matter of like weeks or months ago? Don't remember this, but I. What, 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 what is her education? Tell me. Whose education? Mel's. So Mel did like biomedical something. Mel's a and scientist. Then did a master's and is now doing a PhD. Like what? Isn't he? What the hell are you doing? Why are you doing yeah. this? There's literally no upside to it. I don't get it. 
there's an upside that you might enjoy giving birth more. So that's quite a big what? one. I don't think anyone enjoys it. I don't think anyone. Well, you will enjoy it more if you're at home. You're more relaxed. There's what do the, you mean? You're a guy. You have no idea. Basically, what you're saying is that you're gonna choose to. You're like you're gonna go on a huge bike trip and you're not gonna wear a helmet because it feels better. <laughs> yes. That's what you're saying. So, you're about to go have sex with a prostitute and you're not gonna wear a condom because it's nicer. Like there's no upside to the thing that you're doing other than some like thing that you can convince yourself of is better, but in fact it's not. What if there's a complication? What if there's literally any complication? I mean, Monroe is a doctor. He can save it. Yeah, but he doesn't have any equipment. He's just in a house. So the risks to baby are that I think I think five in a thousand births have some sort of serious risk to baby right uh, or so, or some is serious harm so, comes it, to baby is that is that the risk you're ready to take that's a high and then, that is high that's that's hospital though and then so this is when mel's looking up the stats and then that increases from five in a thousand to nine in a thousand for home births so as a relative risk that does increase but as an absolute risk that's fairly comparable and then wait home you births, said five and five in a thousand to nine in a thousand yeah so it doubles, so the risk doubles. 100% the the relative risk doubles, but the absolute risk is still very comparable. Uh, yeah, so, uh, half a percent versus a percent, I'd say it's... I don't, I don't like it. I don't like it. Yeah, I'm going to firmly be in the against column on this one. Yes. And then if you don't give birth, if you give birth and there are no doctors... So there's a thing, if, if there are tools around that people know how to use, they will use them. So if you have a doctor about, then they are way more likely to over-medicalize the procedure and far more likely to give you a cesarean, even though the if you had the same thing without a doctor around, then you might still be successful in giving birth without a cesarean. So there's a reduction in the medicalization of it, which also reduces unnecessary procedures. And typically women who give birth at home give birth quicker and they don't need as much pain medication to give birth, and there are, there are benefits to it. Because they don't have the pain medication. How many of these home births are are first births, though? So for, I, I don't know, but for first births, I think 40% of people still end up in hospital. But that's a big, so there's a, so there's a significant chance we'll end up in hospital anyway. But only a very, very small percentage of those end up going to hospital as an emergency because something's actually needing done urgently. Whereas the majority of them will be something's happening and the midwife's not quite happy with how things are continuing. So they want the rest of the birth to be done in hospital. Or afterwards, you've had a bit of a tear and you need some assistance or there's some bleeding going on, you need to go to hospital. But in the cases where there is a severe complication, is the prognosis the same of those severe cases? Well, that's the statistic I gave you to start with. There are there are a small amount of there is a small amount of increased risk to it of complications, but of those Wait, complications, yeah, but what's the outcome of the complications? Of the prognosis, like the outcome. I don't know. I don't know. I was reading something about this. I could have sworn it was you that was you were saying that there was a bunch of women in your hospital talking about wanting to do home births, and you were firmly against it because there was no upside. This is the conversation I remember having to you, having with you and reading into it. There's literally, I don't see a single upside that's worth it. Like the risks outweigh any potential benefit up like a million fold. I don't like, I'm firmly, firmly and officially against this decision. <laughs> I think it's, I think it's ridiculous. 
Yeah. I think your I baby think so deserves too. better than this. <laughs> <laughs> That's how far I'm going to go on this one. I think it's idiotic. <laughs> and you should reconsider. No, I don't think so. I think... And and we are the ones that work with data. We are the ones that should be convinced. You work with data, but you very rarely implement it in any sort of human context, whereas I work with data and implement it with human context every day. I think you should sincerely reconsider. The argument for home births is... is Dreadful, in my personal opinion, absolutely dreadful. I don't know, especially I think... if you're if you're like if you're admitting the fact that you're probably going to go to hospital anyway, uh, and you're going to have not I probably assume... less less likely. We're more likely to not go to hospital. Sixty percent that we won't. Okay, go to okay fine. It's uh, you're moderately likely to go to hospital anyway. I assume you're going to have yeah. a bed uh, reserved for you at the hospital. No in case, aren't you? No. Why? That would be madness for every home birth. This is just a bed at hospital. Yep, that's what like that's what they do a lot of the time. That's when I was reading about uh, home births. They were talking about how you typically have a bed reserved anyway, so that you can go in there ASAP hmm. because you don't have a lot of time in these situations. If there's a serious complication, mm-hmm. you say the chances of serious complication are low, but they are double. Uh, still around one percent. One percent's not that. I wouldn't take uh, the risk if someone said you can walk down to the street right now and go to the shop, but there's a 1% chance you're going to get shot in the head. Mm. I wouldn't take that risk. It's too high. Would you take um, that risk if you said there was a half percent chance? Uh, no. I mean, not. you have to take one chance or the other in this case. Yeah. So I would take the the reduced one. You can have a street you walk down that's 1% chance and one that's half percent chance. One of them has trees on it. The other one is a little ugly. 1% seems very high, doesn't it? It can't be that statistic... One percent is a, a very high number. Even half a percent seems very high. I feel like Compli- it depends on what they call complications, right? Yeah, if anything's a complication, you know. But it's the it's like what what Guillaume said. It's the prognosis of the complications. That's the important part. If you know, if five out of ten births, no, five out of a thousand births in the hospital have complications, but the death, the you know, mortality rate is negligible. Whereas for you know, home births, if the mortality rate is somewhere like one in 10,000 or something, like at that point, you're very, you know, things are starting to change. So it really depends on what Mm. they're considering complications and what the sort of, you know, what outcomes they're actually assessing in in those numbers. Well, if we have any midwives who want to uh, get in on this old thing, send us a voicemail. Tell these boys that they're talking out their ass. Well, at least I, to me, think about birth. It's freaky. Like I'm happy I'm I'm happy I'm not a woman. Absolutely. But I think it like it's it's high impact enough that I would take the precautions mm. every time because it's the especially it's your first birth and it's your child. Like I would I wouldn't fuck with half percent margins in this one personally. I would uh I'd want my baby surviving. <laughs> <laughs> not me, <Yeah>. baby. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true. I mean, you're probably gonna like go skydiving with your baby at three months old or something, anyway, because because <laughs> that's what you do, right? Yeah, that's the plan. I plan to get a planning to go kayaking with him when I'm on paternity leave. Oh. Yeah, I mean, that's probably fine, I guess. I mean, kayaks are they the ones that do or don't tip over? They're the ones that I mean, do, right? Uh, well, I guess it's more of a canoe than yeah that to that extent. You don't want to go in like a one-person kayak. Those like, uh, once you go on the rapids on, and just have him in like a baby Bjorn on your front. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just do some whitewater rafting. <laughs> oh God! But I wouldn't put it past you. Yeah, me neither. 
Yeah. Me neither. My dad took my sister up a tree when she was three weeks old. So I have to get him up a tree at least under 21 days. How big was this tree? I don't know. Okay. There is I a mean, picture there's... somewhere, I think. Okay. Yeah. The picture is important because you can, you know, you can win on semantics here. You can find the world's smallest tree, like put her on a I would follow tree the spirit of the competition. Right. Right. The letter. But like up a tree, is that, would you say, the like the first branch that's above your height is adequate? Anywhere where if I, I, I feel that I'll be, I'll have integrity with this competition. If I feel like I had climbed a tree by getting to that level, then I would, that's, that's where it would be. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay, well, I mean, to feel like I had climbed a tree, I'd have to be at least five or six branches deep, I'd say. Otherwise, you haven't uh, climbed it. Otherwise, you've just perched on a branch, right? No, I disagree. I think that you've climbed a tree when... Because if, say, you've got... So some trees have quite a long uh, okay, I mean, yeah, trunk, true. and then it goes out to a big, fat, chunky number that comes off the side. And if I was sitting on that chunky number, I'd quite happily say, oh, yeah, I've climbed up here. I've climbed in the tree. I mean, if you would you not in a redwood... Wouldn't you call you climbed if you go ten meters? Yeah, okay, up? fine. I'm not thinking redwoods. To be fair, uh, I'm thinking. <laughs> Wait, you, were, you weren't thinking of the most niche example that disproved your point. <laughs> no, that's, I wasn't. That's, that's weird to me. <laughs> I'm thinking if you, t in order to have climbed a tree, you have to be at least like, uh, at least twice to maybe three times your height up the tree. Okay. Right. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it's more about a height thing of where you get to, isn't it? I think yeah, yeah. I need to be at least like three to five meters off the ground. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a reasonable. I could, I could buy in for that. Nice. Okay, you would potentially if you so if you were in a tree, you're three meters up a tree, and you fell, and your baby fell. Yeah, but you didn't like land on each other. You landed fully separately. Who would yeah. get more hurt? Do you think? Um, me. Baby? I think you probably right because. Have we talked about this before? Like, you can drop a spider from a fucking building and it'll be fine. Mm. Uh, cats as well. Cats have a non-fatal uh, terminal velocity. So you can drop a cat out of an airplane and as long as it lands on its feet, it won't <laughs> Which die. Which cats always do. Which they always do. It won't die because it doesn't fall. They're not big enough and heavy enough to fall at a, like a fatal velocity. That's uh, an experiment that some nasty person will do. There's, yeah. <laughs> have you seen that video where they're trying to do, prove why cats always land on their feet? So they take them, take a cat onto one of those up and downy flights where you get zero oh, G. Yeah. yeah. And then they bounce it off a trampoline. And so it's just spinning in air. Oh my and God. Then, <laughs> but it's always trying to find gravity. So it's just spinning and spinning and spinning. Oh my have God. You, have you seen this invention that? Okay, breads always fall on the on the on the butter side, mm. and the cat always on feet. So if you put a if you put a if like you butter a, a butter, cat or something, or put yeah. butter toast on a cat. Oh yeah, yeah, those guys. And then you, and it, it's gonna be an infinite energy. It's gonna be like you just put it. Yeah, it'll just spin forever. Put a turbine, <laughs> and it spin forever, and you get endless energy until the cat dies, probably. Right? Yes, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> worth it though uh, but if you throw like a horse off a, a building it'll just fucking explode by the time it hits the ground right like it's yeah. going that's a so mm. that's, that's my logic for you pop. I mean yeah. I mean horses are not jumping heights no I'm saying it's if you like if you drop a horse out of a tree it's gonna have it's a gonna terrible explode. time <laughs> like so by that logic you would hurt yourself more than your baby but your baby's <laughs> probably a fragile little boy 
soft head. Uh, you know, I will not make a segue. No, we're not done here. We're uh, we're Sorry. analyzing. I'm the, excited. I'm so uh, excited. So I fell out of a um, an attic when I was a baby. Yes. Mm. And I landed on my face. Out. Uh, That's why you look like that. Hey, and <laughs> I was, you know, fine for all intents and purposes. Apparently, I like so my face swelled up a little bit, and I was sad about it. But apparently, I was. I did. I was doing fine. Whereas now, if I fell out of an attic onto my face, I might die. Right. And that and that yeah. was not yeah. a segue. And that was not segue. There wasn't a segue. You're right. No. Are you going to segue now? I was. I I yeah. only told you. And then you were like, No, no, we're not done. And what you did, you segued. No, I didn't. I was. We were. I was talking about falling out of of heights. What are you talking about? You're a crazy person. <laughs> Tell me what All you're right. going to talk about. Tell All me. right. I was going to say. I talking about babies. I'm getting a puppy in two weeks. That's your segue? Yes. <laughs> we've, we've talked about this like a hundred times. Laura, I said I was excited. Uh, yeah. I said true. I would be taking a dog puppy leave for two weeks. You're going to take puppy leave? Are you actually? Yes. Nice. That's smart. That is smart. So actually, you're t- but it like it coincides with summer holidays basically for you, right? Yeah, of course. I, I don't have legal dog puppy no please. no i'm saying it's that it, my... like it works out nicely for you whereas if you were yeah, if it yeah. was like october you might be less inclined to take puppy leave but i fully support this because puppies are uh they can be difficult i remember i've had like puppies two or three times before and they always cry in the night like yeah three nights and they haven't learned to pee outside yeah so they stuff. pee on the floor constantly yeah <laughs> I was trying to concentrate at work the other day and there was this kid crying behind me and it really just, the screams just went right through me and I was like, fuck's sake. And then I realized that's that's my life. That's your life. But it's going to be your child, so maybe you won't like hate it as much. Yeah, that's true. Because crying true. babies are like... They, I think the only time you accept a crying baby is when it's your own child. Yeah, well, I've heard women say that like, uh, that it doesn't inspire this like rage in them, but more of like a you know, a nurturing feeling. Mm. So maybe, I mean, I would probably prefer to feel that. Like, I fucking hate the sound of crying babies. It's the worst. Yeah. I don't know, maybe we should have a poll. We should get people to weigh in. If you're a, Tell us if you're a man or a woman and how you feel about other people's crying babies. Tell us if it, like, infuriates you or if it makes you feel like you want to help that baby or whatever the fuck. I mean, just yesterday, my seven-year-old nephew, he was, like, singing constantly. Mm. For two hours, mm. and I was getting uh, pretty mad. I think yeah. even parents wouldn't like that shit. I mean, he was singing out of tune and like no rhythm. Mm. It was just like uh, 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 okay, so not even singing, just like vocalizing. Yeah. Ugh, seven-year-olds can be real annoying <laughs> because they're like they're too old to be doing this like childish shit, but they're also definitely not. Yeah. What age are kids the worst? Probably around seven. You think? <laughs> I don't know. No, four is four is pretty. Toddlers, bad. toddlers aren't that fun. To- like four-year-olds can be pretty fucking annoying. Mm. Mainly boys. I think like four-year-old girls are probably more inclined to be fine. I'm. Re- I mean, toddlers are just like drunk adults. <sighs> yeah, but like a toddler would always. If you just think, what would a drunk man do here? He would do exactly oh, this. Good. Exactly what the toddler would do. Is that consistently true? 
No, I, not totally. <laughs> I don't think so. Definitely not. I reckon that's that's a reasonable. I don't assessment. think it, when it comes to like getting like procuring food and um, the opposite sex, etc. Mm. Or you know, there's a lot of sort of behaviors that I think I hope toddlers aren't engaging in. I mean, given that it's not specifically an adult thing, yeah. Given that it is something that a toddler would do. Yeah, so if it's a toddler decision, they will always take the drunk decision. Yeah. But they I, won't I, always act like drunk people. Yeah. Mm, I guess I could see that. Uh, Thinking of I, drunk people, have we heard of pants drunk before? Nope. No. Pants drunk, uh, I don't know how you pronounce it in Finnish, but it's a Finnish thing. And it's described in Wikipedia as a mostly asocial form of drinking culture mm. in which the drinker consumes alcohol drinks at home in as little clothing as possible, mainly oh. underwear. Mm. Huh. So it's basically just getting pissed at home alone in your underwear. Oof. I mean, that's it's kind of depressing, but I can see it happening. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it sounds fun, isn't it? I don't know. Like, I'm definitely down for the underwear bit. I mean, you would probably be naked, right? Yeah. I don't know. Like, getting drunk on your own isn't... It's not super cool. No. Like, it's a, it's a little bit depressing, right? As a concept. Yeah. Yeah. There, is it, like... does it, is that the That's not the case for all drugs, right? Like, it's... Like, doing heroin on your own, that's... I would say that's acceptable. Sort of on the... Not acceptable, but, you know, within that world... <laughs> heroin. If you're doing heroin, if heroin you, consumption, you fall asleep. Basically, so like the you know within the, the sort of on the range of heroin consumption practices, this one is fairly good. Like it's okay doing heroin on your own. How about cannabis? That's another one that I was thinking about. Like, is that that's not too much different from from get? It's better, definitely better than getting drunk on your own. I would say because I know people that would like smoke a joint and then, you know, before bed and go to before sleep. Before bed, yeah. Whereas it's kind of it'd be kind of fucked to like down a couple shots and then go to bed. That's my grandma did. Did she did she Many do people like people drink like cher- cherry before? Yeah, oh, like, well, the whiskey get you, she had. Like it doesn't get you drunk. It's not the same no, like No, that's true. So like imagine slamming like six shots of whiskey or something <laughs> and then just stumbling going to bed. through to bed. Yeah, like that's <laughs> fucked. That's worse yeah. than smoking a joint. Even like smoking a strong joint and then going to bed. Like it's much, much worse. Um, and then there's the sort of drugs that like it just doesn't make sense, like doing LSD before bed or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> or or amphetamine. Amphetamine before sleep. Yeah. Cocaine. Doing cocaine on your own is is not cool. But, co- no, but do cocaine before sleeping. That's, I think that's almost impossible. I think cocaine might be worse than out. Like doing coke on your own is worse than yeah. drinking on your own, right? Yeah, it has to yeah, be. I guess. Definitely. So the scale is from heroin to cocaine, I guess, yes. on acceptability of inebriation. So if you're the alone. lesson we get from here, skill the week. If you're alone, want to have a good time, do heroin. Yeah, <laughs> do some heroin. It's probably better. <laughs> that's cool. Uh, whatever anyway. you do, don't have any alcohol. <laughs> yeah, that's. Did you know that? That's the. Uh, I was reading about the like the opioid epidemic and stuff, and there was a doctor. You can weigh on this if you know anything about it. Uh, in the states, in uh, where was it? Somewhere in Texas, I think, or something, where like there was a huge, huge rate of uh, of of deaths of opioid related deaths. And he was saying that the deaths that they see uh, are almost exclusively because of uh, alcohol and opioid combinations. Oh, really? They almost never see. Deaths. Well, I mean, I guess it's changed now because of fentanyl 
because uh, fentanyl is so potent that it does kill you real hard. But uh, almost all of the deaths they see is the fact that people, uh, in order to you know take less heroin, they'll also drink. And then when they pass out because of the combination, uh, they'll throw up because of the alcohol. And then the opioids will keep them from like waking up when they're, you know, when they suffocate on their vomit. Interesting. Which is a sad reality. I would have imagined that being drunk would mean you would be more likely to unintentionally overdose. I mean, that yeah. maybe that's true as well. as well. I mean, because I think the, like the depression of ventilation is worse in the opioids. Yeah. And actually the other. But he, his point anyway, I don't know, this is just what this doctor man said, was that the, the most, most of the deaths they see is because of, uh, it's called aspiration of your fucking vomit and mm. suffocating on that because you've had, you know, both, it's a pretty bad combo of things to have. Mm. That's not, not how I choose to go. Uh, mm, I don't know, probably is, right? Would because you? you wouldn't be conscious. I don't think I you'd mean, just and be... The... And the opioid was made you extremely happy just before th- passing out. I think you'd yeah, be unconscious during your... I think with my death, the, mo- the thing I'd be most worried about is that it'd be a depressing story. You'd want it to be something cool and fun. You mm. won't care. You will be dead. <laughs> <laughs> but there's, Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but like he, he cares now about his legacy, right? But I mean, there's some yeah. people, some iconic <laughs> deaths like this, like Jimi Hendrix. He... Choked on his own vomit, like that's people. Generally yeah, but that was see that iconic because sort of... it was Jimi Hendrix who died. I'm not Jimi <laughs> Hendrix. <laughs> not with that attitude. <laughs> so it's only impressive if you're famous that you die. If you're like uh, famous for like debauchery and stuff, if you're famously mm. like fucked, then yeah, mm. I guess it's that could be kind of cool, uh, or like at least uh, iconic, right? It's not iconic mm. if you're just some plumber somewhere who chokes on his own vomit because he got drunk and did some heroin like that. At that point, it's not iconic. It's tragic or something. Do you have a skill of the week? I actually do have a skill of the nice. week. Nice. Yeah. You're uh, lying. You're lying. I'm not. I'm not. I'm telling okay. the truth. Tell uh, me. This, this was told. So this is courtesy of Baramus. Uh This is about tacos. Mm-hmm. Uh, either hard tacos or soft ones. So first of all, I have a Mexican friend and she, uh, I asked, she talked about tacos once and I mm-hmm. asked her if she was talking about hard tacos or soft tacos. And then she got annoyed. She's like, hard tacos aren't a thing. They're a Tex-Mex thing. Like mm-hmm. in Mexico, tacos are soft, uh, which mm-hmm. I appreciate because hard tacos are stupid. So I guess yeah, sort I of like uh, introductory skill of the week is don't eat hard tacos because what the hell, mm. man? You just like put some shit into a hard shell, and then first bite, the whole thing falls apart. Bullshit. Well, I have tried hard tacos that are really good, but they're usually very small and just two bite thing. Yeah, exactly. It would have to be mm. something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so, but this skill applies to to tacos and, and also to burritos or or any any uh, thing like that where it's a. Do there exist hard shell burritos? No, but I'm saying it could be hard tacos, soft tacos, or just burritos, or whatever the fuck. Anyway, uh, the point is that when you eat them, no matter how how much effort you put into it, some of the contents always come like spilling out, mm-hmm. and they'll be on your plate or whatever the fuck, uh, and all that. So the idea here is to have another smaller 
tortilla <laughs> that collects the remnants from your original taco or burrito. And then once, you know, once you finish your first one, you wrap up the second one and you eat that. But then But there my, will be so little in it. Yeah, then it's just a small one. So let's say let's say you have a, a burrito and then for the spillage you have like a small soft taco. That would work, right? And there's a little bit but in then it, and then you, you roll it up and you eat it. Very much like, like focusing, like direct, like directing the things exactly on the small one. Whatever, man. Burrito is <laughs> usually much bigger than a small tortilla. Whatever, fine, fine. But this is still, it's still a decent skill. Have a secondary container for mm. your spillage food, and then mm. wrap that shit up and eat it, and then voila. Nice. No stupid like stuff you have to eat with a fork or whatever. I think I would I would slightly change. I would get around Gudion's problem by slightly changing the skill. So rather than having a smaller taco, I would just I think you should just double layer when you first so when you first heat up when you're first gonna make your, your thing, just double layer, put the other one, put your stuff into it if it's if you're putting it in, and then when you're gonna make your second one, your remnants is caught there. And then just have a normal size second one. But then Wait, you would have so much inside, so little inside it. No, because you just add more to it. I don't get what you're saying and at then, all. Then you would need another bigger one. Yeah, Gucci's got it. Gucci's got it. What? I don't wait. So what are you saying? You make one. Well, you make one. Yeah. But then you've got another tortilla underneath it. Yeah. Just normal sized for your second tortilla, but pre-placed there. Yeah, and then as you and then you just make your set, and then all the juices will fall into that. But then you don't have to eat with just what you've got there. You just add. Oh, to it. right, right, right. But what about the final one that you eat? What about the spillage of that one? That's the problem. Yeah, I know. This is an infinite loop of tortillas. Yeah. Um, yes. yeah, yeah. My thought was that like you would always go smaller. So like you have one, and then the spillage from that you eat like use that in a smaller one, and the spillage from that use that in a smaller one until eventually you get to like a one biter. Or you just lick your plate clean, which is something I'm very much a big advocate of. Yeah. And just take like a spoon or, or like a fork and finish what is. Just eat off this. the fucking floor, you know? Yeah, yeah. Just fucking like my dog. She eats too fast, so I stopped feeding her from a bowl. I just kind of like throw it all over the floor and let her hoover it up. It keeps her from eating too fast. Otherwise, she'll just inhale it all and then throw up when it expands in her stomach. <laughs> Like a genius. Yesterday was the my one year anniversary of having her. Oh, nice. So nice. I'm ahead of you, ahead of you, Gucci, by a full calendar year. Mm-hmm. So if you guys have been with us that long, you will remember the episode where I talked about my dog for the first time. I mean, my it's happening in two weeks now for me. That's true. So we can compare and contrast our experiences. Mm-hmm. <sighs> it is past midnight where I be. Yeah. Uh, Gooch, Gooch, Goji Berry, mm-hmm. do you have any parting words for Oos? So, winners are not people who never fail, but people who never quit. Oh. Boom. Boom. Okay. I'm not sure that's entirely true, sort of, I you said know, boom. like objectively. I oh. said boom. Okay. Yeah, true. <laughs> Boom, indeed. <laughs> Ain't nobody going to argue with that. That's you know, true. Anything else? Uh, you know, do you know where it comes from? What? It's from 2020 Inspirational Quote Planner. Wow. Okay. So, and, is and this... Then be, 
a little bit be kind. Mm. Speaking of inspirational quote planners, I didn't I didn't read out the thing my brother sent. Do we want to hold it until uh, next week? No, because I just opened it. Oh. Ask yourself this question. Mm-hmm. Will this matter a year from now? No. This is actually, that's quite worth saying. So I, when I was trying to convince people to do terrible things uh, that they didn't want to do, I would usually ask them, like, in 20 years or 50 years, like, will you, what's going to be worse? Like, are you going to be like, oh, thank God I stayed at home that one night and went to sleep early? Or am I going to be like, oh, nice, I'm so glad I went out and did this stupid thing with Ragnar? And I would try to convince them. So you're discounting the future. What do you mean? You are telling them that the future is less valuable. No. More valuable. I'm saying that, like, when you're looking back at the end of your life, like, what are you going to regret more? Like, which one has the better potential for? The thing is, if you stayed home, you're not going to remember that evening. That's what I'm saying. I was trying to get people to not stay home. But if you don't remember it, why does it matter then? Because you'd rather remember more. Oh, my God. (laughs) You're a crazy person. <laughs> because if you didn't go, it won't matter. <sighs> so what's your point? If you don't do something, it won't matter. That is bad logic. No, for no. A lot see, of people see, regret see. things they so, don't do. So, so you're saying if you spend years, your whole life doing nothing, then let's say you will, it, it won't 30, matter because you won't remember anything? That specific <laughs> night, let's say it's one night. Yeah. So you convincing them to stay is not a good No, thing. it's about picturing but, two hypothetical scenarios before you've done either and saying And in most likely you won't remember I, it either. In, in twenty most years like, time, will I more likely be happy if I went out and had a really good night, or am I more but, likely to remember it if I did nothing and just went to work at a sensible time? But most likely you're still not gonna remember it even if you had a good time. I can just see the hatred in Monroe's face right now <laughs> for this absolute <laughs> bullshit. Yeah. But I mean, even if it was a good time, you won't remember it. I disagree. It I would absolutely have to be disagree. Specifically, I mean, do you remember every good time you had in your whole life? I hate this. I hate this. I'm going to remember this specifically as something you that won't. I hate. You won't remember every good time in your life. You remember specific. We're coming up for... We've just had three weeks without Monroe. We're going to go do three weeks without Gucci next. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> the, mean, other th- the other just, thing that my brother said was... You just dislike it because it's the truth. No. Oh, that's the kind no. of stupid you can't argue with, isn't it? Absolutely. So the other thing my brother sent was, a good laugh and a long sleep are the two best cures for anything. So, Guillaume, please go do these things and cure yourself of this craziness. I won't have a good sleep, so don't. it doesn't matter. Fine. You deserve it. Uh, Monroe, do you have any parting words? Uh, if anyone wants to replace Gucci, let us know. We're uh, in the market for her replacement, so just oh. just let us know. The the bar is very low. Just just literally, if you're willing to speak, then yeah. in fact, if you're not, even if you're not willing to speak, and you're just willing to just be on the podcast, that's fine. Like I'm, I'm yeah. going to cry. I'm, I'm going to cry now. Oh, oh well. I guess you're just going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, boys and girls, there's a bunch of things to do. Uh, first of all, replace Gucci. Second of all, uh, tell us how you feel about ch- crying babies. Uh, and, and specifically tell births. us if you're male or female. And tell us if you f- how you feel about home births because Monroe, is, he's rattled right now. He feels bad. He feels upset. He's confused. About our he's confrontation. Confused. So you should either side with us or side with him and let's put this matter to rest. Send us shit at callingmonroe at gmail.com or at Instagram callingmonroe. 
Send us money. Send, send us cash. Money. Absolutely, send us cash uh, anywhere and everywhere. Send us coins in the mail. And keep on trucking. Goodbye, folks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That was fun. You're feeling low. In need of a bro. There's one thing. Your heart start to glow. Calling Monroe. Calling Monroe. Calling Monroe. Calling Monroe.